Lululemon, a popular athletic apparel company, has many mantras that make up their company manifesto, one of which is, quote, visualize your eventual demise to affect how you live in this moment. Words that, looking back on the upcoming 10th anniversary of tonight's grisly true crime murder, carries an ominous tone. On March 11, 2011, a 30-year-old employee was mutilated so badly while inside the Lululemon Bethesda location that detectives would later describe her appearance as no longer recognizable. Quote, it didn't appear human, one detective would later say. It's clear that even if the victim tonight did, quote, visualize her eventual demise, such as the mantra, there is no way in bloody hell she could have imagined such a harrowing scene. All right, welcome to Talk Murder to Me, your favorite true crime comedy podcast, or at least it should be. I know it's mine, but I'm a little biased. Mm. Mm. It is a rainy Sunday, Valentine's Day as we record this. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. You know, this is the first Valentine's Day that I really didn't give two shits about. I'm really proud of myself. That's personal growth right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I have a Valentine this year. His name's Murphy. He's my dog. There you go. I mean, I made, so it's it's Stella's birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, Stella. And uh, I made Valentine's Day her birthday as an F you to the holiday. Well. Because Stella's my, Stella's my forever Valentine. Forever. That sounds pretty lame, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't be so mean. It is our baby girl's seventh birthday well she's one of your forever valentines that's right i have two but three but you know you know me i just have one dog and that's okay with it yeah that's okay i've i'm okay with that and not even i'm not even celebrating national jen collins day this year (laughs) you're just gonna stick that with your birthday this year i don't know it was my half birthday yesterday so wow happy half birthday thank you Halfway to thirty this year. I just I've just put it in the back of my mind that I hit that milestone. I care less every day. It's also another day today. What day? National Donor Day. It is National Donor Day on this Valentine's Day. Like organ donor? Organ donor. It is to help raise awareness that everyone should be an organ donor. Consider it. I'm an organ donor. I am as well. John is not. No. I know they won't want my liver, but please don't take my eyes. <laughs> I know we've had this discussion before, but like, just leave my eyes alone. You can have pretty much anything else. I don't know if you get to choose. Well, I'm putting it out there now. I'm going to put it in my will. There you Testament. go. All right. So thank you everyone for subscribing to our new podcast. Not ours, but the one I'm producing called Among the Dirt and Trees. Ooh. True crime that occurs out in nature. The host, Brienne, she has released three episodes, so I produced those for her. It's a, it's a fantastic podcast. Super great. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read you a little bit about her bio. So it's, uh, like I said, it's uh, in nature. She's actually hails from Colorado, so she's one of those hiker types of people. You know, the North Outdoor, Face. Outdoorsy type. Outdoorsy types. So Brienne hails from Colorado. She... Went to school as a psychiatrist, psychologist, 
Bachelor of Science in Psychology. Sweet. She's also a copywriter. She's extremely talented in that, and she loves true crime, so it's a perfect thing. So the stories are based only in nature and, and not just in the forest, but like the last one was in a scuba situation. Ooh. So someone got, well, I can't tell you what happened, but go Spoiler and listen alert. to that. Be sure to subscribe. We're also we're also doing a huge promotion for that. We're giving away like $500 worth of camping gear, including North Face stuff, a nice camping backpack and all that stuff. But you got to subscribe to her podcast. It's only going to be ran for like a week, maybe two and she's going to announce it on her podcast, and you're going to have a chance to do multiple entries, which is really cool. So if you share it on social media or whatever, you get another entry. And I was going to say your chances of winning are actually quite good because we're not a huge network. This isn't like Wondery or anything. So there's, you know, a lot of people that a lot of people are going to enter, but not nearly as much as you think, especially if you can do multiple entries, you have a really good chance of winning. I that. know I'm going to enter. I know. Ten's like, am no, I you can't, that camp again? you can't enter. Oh. I mean, you can enter. I just won't count it. But I even might throw in some second and third prizes, too. So be sure to subscribe to her podcast, because as soon as it comes out is going to be taken right back off. So you want to be sure to get the link and she's going to tell you what that is. So Among the Dirt and Trees, just type that into any podcasting platform and get started today. She's got three episodes and they're all fantastic. So that's my plug. Woohoo! My time to shine. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Did I tell you guys that a student told me that there's a special way to play bongos and now I've like <laughs> now second guessing myself? Conscious. Cheers. Uh, is this just fucking whiskey? No. That was Valentine's Day. It should be something sweet. Rose. Was that the doers? Uh, that was Hennessy. That reminds me of when I was 18 and living in the, in the border of Mexico. Well, this is what happens when we split when we split the liquor dis- distribution that we had. Now I know. We really can't create things. I know. I need to do just like a a a run of like the the good flavored stuff, like a raspberry liqueur and stuff like that. I need to do a like a sour apple. You know, we need Mm -hmm. some variety. All right. So if you're new here, welcome. This is Talk Murder to Me. This is episode 217, and I put all my sources. Well, mostly videos and photos, and I write a whole blog post on talkmurder.com. So just scroll down and you will see the number 217, and that is this story tonight. If you haven't checked out the blog, you need to because it is great. John works really hard on it. And also, if you haven't joined our forum, go to talkmurder.com slash join. That is also great um, because we get to chat with you guys. So We are also recording this on YouTube right now. And we are streaming this. I don't know if that's the correct terminology for it. Yeah. But if you would like to follow along with us and see my pretty face, go to YouTube and type in Talk Murder to Me and be one of the 500-something subscribers. Or if you just want to see why I'm still single, then you can join on YouTube as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Y'all are both terrible in your own right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just vain and she's... It's like the <laughs> polar the opposite. You. Exactly. And then we have Nicole in the middle. I just, I'll just. Oh, keep you're in quiet. the middle. Did you I'll hear what she keep, said? 
uh, yeah. in the middle of being vain or self-deprecating. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say she. I didn't talk about our looks. <laughs> Nicole has a healthy sense of self. It's mm. yeah. I'd like to think so. I self-defecate all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> So we are on YouTube, type in Talk Murder to Me, and we are recording this live, and it's also a benefit to you. You can uh, see the photos on YouTube. I got a whole slideshow presentation going on. If not, definitely go to talkmurder.com if you're not driving or if you're driving but you're a passenger or if you're in a Tesla to see these <laughs> photos because this is one of the crime scenes that the police were really liberal about releasing the photos and there's no dead bodies, okay. but there's a lot of the blood splatter and stuff, which with this case, blood spat, blood splatter matters. Splatter <laughs> matter. Splatter matters. Spa- is it spatter or splatter? Splatter. Splatter matters. <laughs> it's a potential title right there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. In this case, splatter matters. <laughs> I think that could work. Splatter matters, like yeah. family matters, but <laughs> yeah. So this is where we're going to tonight. The Earth for you guys on YouTube. I put the Google Earth video as per usual, but we're going to Bethesda Avenue, which is this place? Cute town. So that is where we're going, oh, right there. Lululemon. Lululemon. My have sister. You ever been? Yeah, I have to buy my sister in inexplicably inexplicably yeah. expensive yoga pants when you can just get them from Old Navy for five dollars. Yeah, and there's five guys. I saw that. I was trying to zoom in for you, Jen. I do not. Oh God, own five anything guys from Lululemon. Oh, we're not going to Five Guys. I just wanted to zoom in because I was thinking about. You said you zoomed in for me, so I don't know what you're trying to say, but this is Bethesda Avenue. So, kind of describe what you're seeing. It's, it's Warby popping. Parker, oh, a Peloton. Peloton. Yeah, Peloton. There's five guys. Kind of like an upscale little shopping. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like cute. A, it's almost like downtown Greenville. Baby Bop. Um, our downtown Somerville. No, this isn't like downtown Somerville. You have yet to go to downtown Somerville, so Kava. please so it's do like not a, hate. A nice little, yeah. like kind of like those bags. But cute. look how many people are there. It's this a, is. Greek place. I don't know what day this Google Earth thing is, but it's popping. There's cars it's everywhere. Very COVID looks like and dry even, yeah, bar, yeah, North Face store, yeah, so upscale stores. We're kind of yeah. like Newberry Street. Yeah. So we're actually going to March 11th, 2011, on a Friday night. We're actually going to the Lululemon store. Oh. This murder is the yoga store murder. Has anyone heard of this? No. But I'm sure my sister will be very entertained by this. Maybe it will stop her shopping obsession with this store. Now, it's important to note with this story how many people were around even at night. So this story happens at 10 p.m. There's still walkers, pedestrians. Plus, the Apple iPad was on its launch day. Mm, which, which one? Oh, excuse me. Apple. 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 The Apple iPad 2. Oh, okay. I think this is the 5. I don't know. I want a better one because just for the pen, I, I don't like the Apple pen and I can't buy the new pen because it won't work with this. I have an iPad mini. All right. So we're going to March 11th, 2011, this Friday night, 10 p.m. We're actually going inside of Lululemon and this is the Lululemon murder, the yoga shop murders. Hmm. So Lululemon is... And I'll talk more about the company here in a second, but it is notoriously expensive. Upscale yes. yoga outfits. And it's more than a yoga shop. 
it is like a lifestyle shop. They have jackets, they have pants, they have shirts, they have hats, they have socks, they have so, headbands, they have mats, water bottles. So like we scrunchies. It's a status symbol. It is. So like us here, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're all wearing TJ Maxx branded stuff. Actually, I'm wearing Old Navy. <laughs> Potentially. Old Navy, and thank Lu- you very Lu- much. Lululemon, you can buy a pair of sweatpants for like 100 bucks. But there's a couple of reasons why you would want to work there being an employee. Discount? The discount, which can be up to 80% off. Well, damn. Which I would literally put them things on eBay. Not only that, it's a, it's a very progressive company. So you work there not just for the discount, because they only pay minimum wage. You do get commission as a store. So the the if the better, store does well, yeah, the, everyone gets the same commissions, but they also pay for wellness training. So how to manifest destiny seminars and all this Tony Robbins, they'll pay for that the secret. And a lot of people work there just for those reasons because they can get all this free training, and it's like a stepping stone into their other careers. So a like lot Nexium, of these people sounds like Nexium. A lot of these people have master's degrees. The the sales associates that work there, the employees, we're talking like Matt, like the uh, the victim tonight, one of the victims tonight, a double master degree. Mm, wow. Yeah, she was going for her double masters and all this. I mean, they're very smart people, so they, these aren't like just average. Right. Right. Women. It's an up, it's an upscale. Yeah. And I'll talk about that store. in a little bit. But tonight we are reading from. A book that I found, and it's a pretty good book by Dan Morse, and it is called The Yoga Store Murder, hmm. the shocking true account of the Lululemon Athletica killing. And you can buy this book at Barnes & Noble, or I'll put a link on talkmer.com. March 11th, 2011 is Friday night. Lululemon closes at 9 o'clock. Actually, 930, I believe they close the sales associates, which were two at the time of this. What happens here tonight? They walk out of the store. One of them forgets her phone. They go back into the store. And that's where this event takes place. So it's at night. Now, the Apple store is adjacent, which I'm going to show you how close it is in a second. But they share the same hallway. Okay. And to go out of the store, like through the back or, you know, in the bathroom area, you have to, it's like the shared hallway. So Got it. Got it. an Apple Kind of like that place in Greenville we went. Or Apple Geek Squad or whatever it was. Apple Genius. What is it? The Genius Bar? Genius is at Apple. There's one Genius at Apple and a security guard around this time. And like I said, it's about 10 p.m. at night and she hears... Some screaming going on next door, which is a shared partition with the Lululemon store. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is from the book here, The Yoga Store Murder. She and Ricardo walked closer to the wall. Jana now could hear someone saying, talk to me. Don't do this. Talk to me. What's going on? Then she heard what sounded like a different voice. Maybe the one that had just been screaming. Now it was quieter. God, help me. Please help me. So that was what she heard that Friday night. Now, they didn't call the police. This is the Apple employee. Who's this is the Apple employee. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't call the police. Her or the security guard because they just, you know, whatever. 
I mean, who would think it's anything else? Sounds like a domestic argument. Mm -hmm. And there's pedestrians walking. I mean, this is a, even though the shops are all closing, there's still bars and pubs up and down the street. There's a lot of pedestrians that stay out Mm -hmm. on this Bethesda Avenue. Next morning, right at the Apple store, you actually have a line that goes all the way to the Lululemon, which is right next to it. Everyone's waiting to get that new iPad, iPad 2. Mm-hmm. I think Jobs is still alive, right? 2011. He's like, he, he died early 2011, I think, or he died in 2011, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe 2010. No, 2011. He died in 2011. He'd be rolling in his damn grave if, they, if he knows what happened to Apple nowadays. Uh, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. I know, I know. So a jogger is running around 9.30. And Were they wearing Lululemon? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Orange shoes. That's all I know. A female jogger was running and she decides to go into Lululemon on her on her jog. She goes into the store and everything's flipped over. There's obviously been a break in and she hears someone screaming in the back. So she books it out of the store. She grabs someone in the Apple iPad line to go in for her. The store's supposed to be open and operating. Yeah, the store's point. supposed to be open and operating, and she's the first one in. Wow, I'm surprised that someone was willing to leave the, the line to go with her. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I'm, I'm serious. People like for those events, people would line up for days. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm I'm serious. I remember my brother, um, or my brother and our other roommate. They were waiting for the Xbox 360 at GameStop, and they waited for like I don't know, it was like 18 hours. <laughs> But I would bring them margaritas in the line, That's and they awesome. got wasted, dude. <laughs> well, where do you go to the bathroom? Just wherever you're a guy, you can pee wherever you want. It's Shit, I just peed right here. Y'all didn't even see it. On the-, <laughs> the woman in the orange shoes came back out and was talking on her phone. I hear someone moaning in the back. She was saying. And it looks like it's been vandalized, and I'm just really scared to go in. All right, so the male shopper... He goes in and he kind of looks around. He sees a chalkboard, which you're going to see in a second. And this is kind of going off the lifestyle or the, what do you call it? The, like their uh, brand. The culture mm-hmm. of the, the tribe. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hate tribe. that word. I don't mind it. Everyone's I, mean, using, I mean, we're all like sensitive to everyone's, you know, feelings this year. And we're using tribe. <laughs> <laughs> like an Indian tribe. Doesn't make sense, but it just, it irks me <laughs> so regardless. Stupid. 2020, the year where everyone just gets mad about nothing for no reason. <laughs> to be fair, we're now in 2021, supposedly. Yeah. Oh my God, you, you made stickers. Anyway, the talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is the worst thing that has ever happened. Anyway, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't okay. say anything. I got nothing. Hashtag sticker gate. All right. The chalkboard says, quote, may each of us equally enjoy happiness and the root of happiness. I don't get all this stuff. All this new age. It's like they're trying to just pull off this Buddhist stuff. Like everyone's happy and. I have some I just, of those signs in my office. But one, maybe the, I'm just grumpy. <laughs> you are grumpy. But my favorite that is true. The favorite one that I have says you can't make everybody happy. You're not pizza. 
that one I, I like. like that I, I have to show you um that's a good one I can get behind that one I have to show you a skit from SNL's episode last night that you would like that kind of relates to this but go on all right so here's a store and you see uh Apple is literally right next door so I'm putting all these photos on talkmore.com yep. but do you see where the crime tape stops like right on the, the partition tree? of yeah. Apple so the whole t- all right, there's a dead body in this Lululemon store and it's extremely gruesome, but it's the launch of the iPad 2. So you have all these people in there shopping for the iPad 2, not even five feet away from a dead body. <laughs> and they didn't even know it. Hmm. I mean, because everyone just thought it was vandalized, right? Right. I mean, who would have thought there's two victims in there? Yeah, you know, I'm about to. So was it bro- broken glass, like broken glass and stuff like that? No, too? not on the outside. On but here's some because it was open. Not only the, not on the outside, but I'm putting some uh, evidence photos on talkmer.com. This is just the hallway, and you you notice really quick all the blood on the floor, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of a tight hallway. Here's another photo. You kind of see where the blood goes. It's trail. So that purple stuff on the ground, that's actually luminol. luminol. So that is where blood used to be. So there was a uh, whatever happened here, extremely violent, and the sales associates were drug through the store because you can see the blood in all rooms. This didn't just happen mm. in an isolated is room. Is that like a break room maybe because of the chairs? Or mm. Yeah, and here's the entrance right here. You can kind of see, uh, see things thrown all over the place. So it was an and I obvious. Think the white stuff is also like the luminol residue too, right? To show. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. So I'm pretty sure that was it. I don't know. We can definitely see there was a disturbance. Yeah. But like I said, you got to keep in mind who's going to be bold enough to run up in the store. There's probably cameras in the store. No, there was no cameras in the store. What? I'm just saying. Seriously. It's a bad business model. Yeah. Apparently, they got a great business model because they're making a lot of money. You'd be surprised <laughs> how bold people are, though. Like, even <laughs> even at, um, at where I work, you know, we have the, not only do we have cameras, but we also have the additional, you know, ticket checker, mm-hmm. at, like receipt checker at the door. And people will just walk in, grab a TV and run out and not give an f like honestly they oh my god like yeah there was a time where my general manager went out like we can't touch we cannot touch the the person like if the, if there's someone is like stealing like we can't we can't tackle them we can't do anything to them because then we could be liable you know, liable and could you shame them shame 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 <laughs> you know what that quote is from monty python no i don't know um Anyway, but there was one time where the, this um, person grabbed a TV and or his speakers and was on a flatbed and my GM went out there and didn't touch the person, but like held on to the flatbed and was like, they were like having like a tug of war with it. And then like some guy like was like, had, said he had a gun. So she was like, okay, you can go. All right. So this is the crime scene right here. I'll put this photo on talkmore.com. That's the door, the purple door with that quote. Now the door didn't open all the way because on the other side of the door, which I'm going to show you, was a dead body. Oh. oh. I was going to say it looks like shower caddies there. I don't think there. it was. Well, shower caddies. They're whole prop yeah, the door. Yeah, it also doesn't look like they would be able to fit Oh, that no. The, so the, the body, this is 
after everything was removed. Oh. They, yeah, I they don't have the evidence photos of the actual victims. I'm fine with that. And if you want to describe what this is. Oh, that's a big clump of hair. That's a big clump of hair. So the victim, one of the victims tonight, she was blocking the door and she's deceased when the Apple shopper was trying to pull open that door. So one was this already right dead here. and one was... So on the other side of the door was a deceased female victim. And as you can see, her blonde hair is a clump of her hair violently pulled out. She was blocking the door. You couldn't hardly even get past that door. This is the first victim right here. Her name is Jaina Murray. She's 30 years old. She's a Texan. She's blonde. Very beautiful. 30-year-old Jaina Murray, she's a Texan. She's actually in the process or was in the process of her dual masters in business wow. and in business admin and communication. Hmm. She was dreaming of moving to the Pacific Northwest. She had a long-term boyfriend out there who was in the process of getting his PhD. Mm. So that was her dream. She graduated from George Washington University in 2006 with a degree in marketing and international business. She was actually working at Halliburton in Texas before this. Oh, wow. The big energy corporation there. She was introduced by a friend to Lululemon, and she obviously wasn't working there for the $11 minimum wage or whatever it is. She was working there for the other perks, the, the, uh, the, for instance, we, if you work there, you get a, you know, gym memberships for free and you get, it's, good perks. it's, yeah, it's a very, it's like a motivating thing and it's like a certain status to work there. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, benefits It's like, oh, you work lot. at Lululemon. Yeah. Lululemon. What is Lululemon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you tell people that and they're like, ooh. I mean, which is, that's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like a yeah. status uh, Everyone's, thing. Yeah. everyone's going to say, can you give me a discount? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and certain... I would say, we'll just check eBay. <laughs> I feel like there are certain retail establishments that have that status quo where it's different than just being like, "Oh, I work retail." It's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I work at Lululemon," as opposed to me saying, "Well, I work at this place," right? Or, yeah. um, you know, I work at Best Buy, or I, I work at TJ Maxx, or I work at. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there could be even a difference between saying like I work at Harris Teeter versus I work at Whole Foods. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. So like Lululemon, you all wear Lululemon, and you go out with each other, like in a circle of friends, and you're all friends because, and you wear the clothes all the time that you get eighty percent off because that brings other people into the store, and then then they pay for your yoga classes, your I mean, they pay for a lot of stuff. Like, it sounds pretty good, you know? If I get that sex change, I might even think about it. I don't think you need... They sell men's clothing there. (laughs) Yeah, in case you sell men's. Oh, yeah. I'm probably not going to take the job then. Okay. We're going to get some Lululemon for your birthday. So this is from the book, The Yoga Store Murder by Dan Morse, if you want to read this. Kuskan and Reuven finally arrived at the victim. They saw the red open wound to the back of her head, the one that had been so visible in the photographs taken earlier by the patrol officer. The wound seemed to be about four inches across and the product of repeated blows. Up close, the volume of blood spatter on the walls was stunning. Spatter! And the detectives knew it could have gotten there one of two ways. As the killer drew a 
back a blood-drenched weapon, flinging blood onto the walls, whereas the killer pounded a weapon into a surface already covered in blood. Do you want to take a guess what the murder weapon was? Because it was still found. A mannequin arm. No. A hammer. This is a very brutal death that she faced. Every one of these was determined to be used in the killing of Jaina. Oh my gosh. So you see every single one of those? Those were all used. They all had blood on them. Oh my goodness. And, some, and some of them aren't like they're not heavy objects. Some things, brushes? Some things that aren't noticed there is one of the or there was three box cutters that was used. There was oh. a claw hammer that's looks not, like there's a hook too. Yeah, there's a claw hammer that's not listed in a, a wrench, a big old monkey wrench. Oh. Now this that little red box you see there, that was in the store. That and the label on it, which is kind of creepy if you think about it now. It's a Lululemon. That's what they used, the girls used to uh, tighten the light bulb or whatever. And it said everyday tools. So the killer or killers used everyday the everyday tool kit to, to do this. Hmm. I am fascinated. I, I, I'm already kind of, my head's already going like who this killer is if he followed them into the store or if he knew the ladies and stocked their schedule like I'm, I'm my head's already well it makes sense for there to be a toolkit in the store because there are various jobs you'd have to do as you yeah know, like putting displays together rearranging the store like you mentioned putting in a light bulb you know all kinds of things so it makes sense that they have a toolkit so that's good y'all don't know how to use tools let's be honest excuse me <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right some of the tools a rope a claw hammer with a bloody handle, three box cutters, the metal box labeled Everyday Tools. I want to say the rope, which is not pictured here, was used late in the murder. And they, they can tell that by the blood coming out of the veins. However, they can tell that. After she was bludgeoned, I guess she just wouldn't die and she was still alive. Oh, no. So the rope was attached around her neck. And there were rope fibers. So it was like one of those wool ropes. So she had the fibers in her fingers like she's oh. trying to pull down the rope to get air. And that, that's how they determined it was used late in the game. Now, here's another tool that was used on her. I don't even know what this is, like a some kind of metal stand. It's very puzzling that all of those were used to begin with. That but... is a display for the clothing. Oh, you you put it into the wall and you hang the uh... hangers on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, like a hanger display. Yeah. Yeah, you put like that, yeah. that lip. It's like a metal rod. How heavy probably, is that thing? That's, um, that's got to be pretty heavy. It depends. I mean, it looks like, it, is it, did it say if it was steel? It's probably. It looks metal. I don't know looks, what it is. It's probably around five to ten pounds, but it depends. The killers are killer, whatever, had a field day using all of these tools. So, like, was this a robbery or was this something else? Well, it's kind of strange because, and this is where why I'm thinking, like, they only went back into the store because one of them forgot their phone. Well, so, was, was yeah. it a total chance, like, they came back in as someone was robbing well, that, the place? that actually happens quite a bit, and I learned from this book. When someone goes, let's say the manager or whatever goes back into the store, mm -hmm. the person usually robbing, not killing, will sneak in real quick. You know, if the manager forgets something, it's like an opportunity crime. So someone's walking along, 
a robber or someone, a bit evil person, and then they see the, the manager kind of going in right quick, the other person will slip in just real quick, you know? Hmm. So uh, it it could have been like an opportunity crime, True. what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, usually, like with us, like we don't let only one person be in the building at a time. For, yeah. Um, yeah, well, they usually lock the door, but they were just in in and out so quick they didn't look i the would door. be too scared i when i i worked retail very briefly and i didn't know that i was like way too scared to walk in the parking lot at the mall by myself i saw a guy get robbed by two people when he was walking out he was a manager is like a title pawn store oh gosh like i was sitting in the mall parking lot and there was a car like a chevy impala or something pull up and as soon as the manager walked out he had obviously the money tucked in his pants because it's kind of a bad neighborhood and two guys rolled up there and robbed him and yeah so i i went up to him after that because i mean they had guns i'm not gonna go up there i didn't have a gun but he you know he's like man that's like the 11th time that's happened i'm like dude maybe you should rethink your career yeah no shit (laughs) yeah it's crazy but Hmm. anyway that was a long time ago here's another one of the murder weapons used See, it's just an everyday box cutter there. Safety uh, blade. Safety blade, yeah. Now, Jaina Murray was laying face down, and the detectives and the cops, they flip her over. And in the book, it goes into... The book's really well written. The crime writer that wrote the book, Dan Morse, used a lot of the insider knowledge of the cops. And you know how cops have that dark humor Anyway, it's interesting because and and cop, and military people have it too, you know. You see so, so much. Yeah. What else you got to do? Yeah. Anyway, so they're like kind of cracking joke, not jokes, but you know, just kind of dark humor. And they go to flip the body over, and then they all shut up because this is what uh, they found. And I want to say the body, Jaina, she was laying face down, so they didn't see her face, but she was laying in a pool of her own blood, and she had an open gash to the back of her head. And the back of her pants was cut open. So oh. so obviously it was a rape. Mm. But anyway, this is from the book. Their work was accompanied by constant chatter, notes to be compared, pictures to be snapped, cop wisecracks to be made. The time came to turn Jana over. What they saw shut them up so fast. Her face, Reuben thought, was destroyed. Deep gashes and gouges, too many to count, crisscrossed Jaina's forehead, cheeks, lips, and chin. Beyond the wounds, Jaina's face was bruised and bloodied to a grotesque shade of purple. It didn't seem human anymore. Oh, my God. Reuven thought back to Jaina's smiling image on her driver's license. He couldn't recognize her. Reuven tried to break the silence. Someone say something. My God, someone said. The line, it says, it, it... Not even she. It didn't seem human anymore. Oh that is God. so just. That's terrible. That's. So, I mean, let, let me just sum this up with three words. No open casket yeah. for a stab victim. Mm. You can't. They couldn't have an open casket ceremony because a cut, a laceration can be patched up, you know, not patched up, but sewn and makeup and all this stuff, whatever the. The uh, mortician does, but no open casket. That makes the line, it didn't seem human anymore, really fit. She was mutilated. Yeah, but I feel, I still feel like you shouldn't say it didn't seem. That kind of dehumanizes her. 
I don't know. That's just my thought. But that's what it looked like. They didn't think it was human. She was just, I mean, I obviously the photo's not available, but I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they're still having nightmares about that. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to get at is this wasn't just a robbery or even an opportunity crime. This was something else, like a crime of just passion or, you know, not passion, but it's, it's kind of strange. It's like just kind of bizarre luck is is where I'm thinking bad, obviously very bad luck, but bizarre that they would forget their phone, walk in and it's not just a robbery, but they find come across this manic person who is going to do so, such, something far worse than just I mean, robbing a store. Look, look at the, go back to the Delphi murders. They were walking across the bridge mm. and all of a sudden there's this random guy that, you know, cuts them up, puts them at the bottom of the hill. I mean, did you, you, guys, you know what I'm saying? Like that was just, they would walk that bridge every day and all of a sudden it's just like, wow. Did boom. you guys hear about that new app? And this is not an ad spot. This is just, there's an app that you can actually like help to solve these crimes. It's kind of like a VR app and it puts you in the situation and they use the Delphi murders as an example, but like, um, that one's can, still unsolved too, right? Yeah. But people are like, are the, you know, people are looking at it and they're kind of sending their tips and stuff. They to need the to just, That's cool. That's a good idea. I understand. All right. I understand why police don't want to release like details, because if someone confesses something that wasn't released, then they know information. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they can kind of get them like that. But at this point, they just need to release everything. And I know another reason is because people are so stupid. Uh, for instance, there's other podcasts that cover other cases. And I, I've like tried to flip through some of them. And one of these podcasts, I was just like, because they were covering the Kendrick Johnson case. They went on and on about how the FBI, remember the sons of the FBI? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, did you did you do any research? So like if these true crime podcasters are just not doing research, think about the millions of other Americans that just see a headline yeah, it's an opportunity for a lot of it's a lot. Of, yeah, so I can see I see why a lot of why they don't release stuff because yeah. people are just so. St- Plus, there's some sensitivity for the families, I guess, and for the know. and for the suspect too. If you release information and they know that you have information, they're more likely to be like a a flight risk. Yeah, Jaina had dozens of defensive wounds, hundreds. Hundreds of stab wounds. Hey. So, and he's stabbing her Hundreds, with like a paintbrush. I mean, over two hundred stab wounds. Like it took all over her it, body. It, yeah, not all over just her body. Face. Yeah, and it took a few weeks to get like the exact numbers Jesus. in, which were over two hundred. But the the forensic uh, pathologists they were like, it's definitely over two hundred. Probably not over three hundred, but pretty close. You know, it's a lot. Like to me, that's to count. excessive. Yeah, exactly. And some of the some of the stab wounds were as small as a ballpoint pen and other ones were, you know, as large as a quarter and even larger than that. So they range hmm. from, a, a you know, size size type, but still over 200 See, is crazy. That's what I don't understand. Like once you have murdered someone like and they're dead like why continue? Because I mean, because there's, it, there's something else underlying. There's like, a thing you don't understand because you never. I mean, not that I've ever done it, but like these people, I mean, they're not like you. 
They ain't right. You're not going to understand it. That's why we do this. If everyone understood it, this wouldn't be that. It would not be interesting. I guess. I guess you're right. (laughs) No one would be listening right now. I guess you're right. I just. I just. It just makes me so upset. Like the the fact that you have to take a life away in general. And then episode 217. How are you even getting upset anymore? Because I still still care about humanity. It's somewhere deep inside me. I still care about humanity. She had an open wound on the back of her head, and from that wound alone. She had 13 fractures to her skull from that wound alone. That one just. Wow. From the box cutter, probably just in 13 fractures to her skull. Not only that, that wound right there in the back of the head with 13 fractures caused her brain to cave in. You know how Holy your brain is like a shit. Oh, my God. You know, muscle. It just caves in. It's just like. Ew. Like def- deflates almost. Like a jello like a mold. Deflates. Kind of like a Tom Brady football. Just, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean. No, it's that's funny. But it just def- deflates. Like the brain is just deflates. That's how hard. I mean, have you ever have you ever heard of that before? No, like, oh never. Oh, my God, dude. Actually, never. I've never Jesus heard of that. Christ. That's a first. So this is where her body was found. So and she was the one behind the door. Look at that dark holy shit so that was the door so her body was kind of propped up was she was her head also banged against the door because it oh there's a handle there is so much blood spatter it's not just on the ground it's not just blood splatter it's the 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 dark coloration so dense the blood too i'll put this photo on talkmore.com it's kind of hard to find this photo but this is the actual where she was laying down Mm. Let's talk about the second victim, the actual surviving victim. Oh, she because there was wow. a yeah. This was only a one murder. There was actually a surviving victim. Oh, good. I mean, not good that someone I'm died, glad but that good that someone survived. survived. Yeah, yeah. So this is the surviving victim, Brittany Norwood. So when the Apple Store guy in line, Ryan, I think his name was, when he walks in there, he could hear her moaning, but it was kind of like the near death type of moaning. Mm-hmm. She was tied up with zip ties. Uh, behind hmm. her, her ankles were tied up, and behind her body, her wrists were tied up. With were zip there ties. zip ties in the store? Did yeah, that come from a, the vic- from I, the killer? That's a great question, Nicole. I actually Thank put you. that slide in there because I knew you would impress me with your questions. She has great questions. I just have stupid comments. <laughs> the zip uh, ties are found in the store. Okay, they were not from. So the I mean, what kind of robbers or killers break in? They don't bring their own stuff, and they, like, for instance, they use zip ties that were in the store. Someone that is familiar with the uh, the scene, so that way they know they don't have to worry about their uh, their items being left behind or found somewhere else. But was this a, like, what did this killer go in to kill? You would think it's one killer that goes in and does this. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Like, it has to be two. Was the, was the genesis because they wanted to rob this? Like, did they go in trying to follow these girls and to kill them? Or did they go in initially robbing them and then surprise the girls it, came back with their well, friends? No, I think it's, I think they came to kill because you don't, you have to have, you have to know. That's a really good question. There were three safes. All of them were open. Receipts were on the floor. But this isn't a, a huge... There, it's not really a cash business. Yeah, it's I mean, they're, they're not cards. making like, a, I mean, they're, yeah, exactly. They're not making a ton of cash. Like you could go so and rob a gas station. Yeah, they emptied the safes. 
And which was how much? I mean, I, I don't, that that details. Did not, they take any merchandise? Because that's obviously worth a lot. They didn't take any merchandise. That's kind of weird to me. All right. That's kind of strange. It'll, I mean, yes, okay, they did steal actual cash and they ha- they were able to crack some safes. I wonder if they used the, Lul- the Lululemon gloves to hide their <laughs> fingerprints. Potentially. All right, so this is the surviving victim, Brittany Norwood, and she had footy socks on that were stained with blood. She had black yoga pants also torn at the crotch, and she actually talks to detectives, so I'll tell you why they were torn. Her face was caked with the blood, quote, This is from one of the detectives. Quote, there were numerous lacerations on the victim's chest, stomach, back and legs, defensive wounds on the victim's right hand, end quote. A little bit about her energetic workout addict, just like all the people that work at Lululemon. Like I was trying to, I mean, get across. And this is like boot camp at 7 a.m., spin classes at 7 p.m., She's always dreamed of becoming really successful. She's actually dated a lot of successful men, secret service agent, politician, mm. college professor, which I don't know why they think that's, is that, I guess that's successful. Yeah. I mean, you have to be really smart to earn a degree and get a job teaching yeah. at a college. You know, I could probably get a job at University of Phoenix teaching. <laughs> you have to have more than a bachelor's to teach a college level class. You have to have at least I can get a master's. master's. 2.5 years. Was that sign or something? <laughs> 2.5 I'm thinking about getting my second master's. Good for you, Jen. I'm thinking about paying someone to do my master's. If you guys are interested. <laughs> and she, uh, let me see. She was born in Seattle on May 19th, 1982. So right now she's still alive. So she's 38, 40. I'm 36. Or 38. 38. I'm 38. No, no, I'm no. 36. You're, no, you're going to oh, be 35. I'm 35. So I was born in 1986. So she's 30, whatever, 40. (laughs) (laughs) What is math? (laughs) So Brittany Norwood, she was Seattle born May 19th, 1982, six of nine children. Wow. Whoa. That's interesting though, that she's from Seattle and, um, Jana wanted to to move there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Maybe that's why they, maybe they got along. Maybe they were friends. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. So Jana was the manager. Okay. And Brittany Norwood, who you're seeing now, she was relatively recent. She actually transferred from another store, but she wasn't going to be working there much longer because she got a personal trainer's degree okay. from uh, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, NASM, to, which is like the best personal training. Wow. That's the one I... I bought but never went through. <laughs> that was the worst two thousand dollars ever. That's like I just. Spent, <laughs> that's how much it costs. Yeah. I just spent forty dollars last week on a on a Dr. Goglia meal prepping recipe thing, and three days into it, I was like, "Fuck this! I don't have time for this shit, so I need to cancel it." Brittany Norwood. She was born in Seattle on May nineteenth, nineteen eighty two. Six of nine children. She lived 20 miles south of Seattle. She grew up Catholic. She grew up lower middle class to low class, obviously with nine kids. I mean, Jeez. I don't know how. I don't know how people <laughs> afford children, period, <laughs> let alone nine children. Whoo! I'm like scraping it together with the dog. Right? I like, I truly don't understand how people can afford children. You need to find you a sugar daddy. Anyway, she was a soccer star and in 
it wasn't the yearbook. It was like the soccer program. She wrote, quote, I think that I think that this is the year we're going to go all the way. I hope to play soccer throughout my college years and someday play on the U.S. women's national team. End quote. That's what she said. That's, That's awesome. That's a great goal. Now, what do you notice with this picture? A bloody shoe footprint. Print. Yeah, so that is actually a size 14 shoe. Holy moly. Big feet. Big. You know what they say about guys with big feet? Big, big socks. socks. Let's talk about what happened. Let's break down what happened. Now, this is going off the testimonial testimonies from Brittany. Okay. She survived. They leave the store at 9.45 p.m. They lock up and everything. They go out of the door. Brittany heads towards the subway. Jaina heads towards her car, which you're going to see in a minute. Brittany texts Jaina on the phone. Well, she had to text someone else first to get her number because they're still kind of a new relationship, not relationship, but new partners. Friends. Friends. Not even friends, but, you know, co-workers. co-workers. yeah. Yeah, and Jaina is the manager. Brittany texts Jaina, says, hey, I left my wallet in there. Can I come back? Because Jaina is the only one with the key. Got it. She says, yeah, you can, because I also left my computer in there. Oh, well, that's... Con- <sighs> Never mind, I'm not going to say the word convenient, because it wasn't. Well, they didn't know it wasn't going to yeah. be, but at the time it was. So Jaina walks back from her car. They both meet at the front door now they go back in and they deactivate the alarm the uh, you know because it they got like 30 seconds to do the alarm and two men snuck in behind them and like i said earlier they would usually lock the door if they were to go in but it was just so quick and like the wallets on the counter kind of thing you know so there's no use to so they but the protocol lock- is to lock it Right, so they didn't lock the door, and these two men come in. Wow. Yeah, and if you want to read this. The shorter one, closer to Brittany's height of five feet three inches tall, threw Brittany to the ground, knocking her bag to the floor. Where's the money, he demanded, making her open three small safes at the front of the store, then forcing Brittany to the back back to the rear of the store where he tied her up and raped her, at one point also violating her with a wooden hanger. All right, here's the hanger. Now, <gasps> Brittany says she was she was called the N word, the, the actual ER N word over and over. Okay. Brittany's African American. If you go to um, talkmore.com, I'll put her photo there. But as she was getting raped, she was called the N word over and over, and he used a coat hanger to um, to Penetrate. do it. And and this is her quote. She says, quote, he had a hanger and he said he's not going to stop until I came, end quote. Mm. The hanger's got blood on it, you see. Like, that. I'm sorry, that's, that's so wrong on so many levels, but women, when they're traumatized like that, you can't, you're not going to get that result by assaulting her with a hanger. That's Just disgusting. Gross. That's utterly reprehensible. All right, if you want to read this, this is from the Yoga Store Murder Book. Brittany spoke clearly. She said both men wore dark clothes, gloves, ski masks with narrow slits cut around the eyes and hoodies over the masks. My suspect was taller than me by a couple of inches, maybe 5'5", she said, adding that Jaina's suspect was taller. He dragged Jaina by her hair. The two men laughed, almost as if they were acting out of a violent video game, Brittany said, the name of which she couldn't place. Grand Theft Auto, Reuven had asked. 
Yeah, that's it, Brittany said. Her hands started to shake. Tears sprang to her eyes. She told the detectives that her attacker forced her to the cash registers to get money, whacked her across the head, pushed her to the back of the store, then shoved her onto Jaina's bloody dead body. The attacker shoves Brittany on Jaina. She's already dead. Her corpse like shoves her on it. Like that is just evil. Yeah. Evil, evil. That is just, I mean, that is just an F you to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's degrading. Everything is degrading about this. I have no words, honestly. So what you're looking at here is the emergency exit bar. This is at the back of the store. You would push this open to get out of the door and you can see there it's got blood stains all over it. I think it's interesting that there's a key in it where you can turn off the alarm sound and they didn't even bother to do that. But Mm. there's a bloody handprint on there. No, the alarm was off. Yeah. So the alarm was off. They deactivated the front alarm, but the robbers made Brittany deactivate the back alarm, too, Uh, so they can go out the fire exit. Interesting, because it looks like the key is in the on position. The off, it looks like. Looks like it says alarm off on top and alarm on. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. I'm just going off what she said. No, no, I know. I'm just I'm just looking at the picture. That's all. Let's break it down. What we talked about so far. I know it's kind of long. Bethesda Friday night packed iPad twos out. There's people already lining up. These two brazen men, one taller than the other, break in. They use the store weapons and zip ties to just degrade and brutalize these two women. The Lululemon store shares its partition with the Apple store. A tall man and a short man break in screaming, where's the money? Then they open the safes with Britney's, you know, forcing Britney to do it. What you're looking at now is the, the push bar to go back in, you know, cause they obviously they want to go out the front door. They want to go out the back door where we went earlier, but right. I put a Google earth video of that. So you can kind of see the alleyway. I wonder if these guys would have still broken into the store had they not had these two ladies not gone in Mm. because they had all their equipment like they didn't have any equipment. No, no, no. They were they had uh, by equipment. I mean, they had a a mask. Well, they may have been looking for something. Maybe. Yeah. Because. All right. So look at this alleyway right here, because detectives found CCTV video Around 11 p.m., if you see the Google Earth here, you see the alleyway? That, mm-hmm. You see that camera? Yep. yep. That camera caught two men walking through that alleyway at 11 p.m., uh, around 11 p.m. One looked six feet tall. The other one was shorter. And from what Brit, Brittany described her as, they all had black clothing, a knit cap, which had was probably rolled up to be like a ski mask. Mm-hmm. They roll it up. Actually, a homeless guy, Keith Lockett, approached the detectives, and the next morning when they're all out there, yep. he's got blood all over him. They thought he was the killer. He says he didn't kill him, but he knows who did, but the lead fell through because he's a homeless drug addict, And mm-hmm. but he says, quote, the black dude and the Spanish dude robbed the lady and cut her. I seen it with my two eyes, end quote. And that was what he said. Mm-hmm. So let's break it down right quick. What kind of guys do you think would do this? Where do you think the detectives are going to go first? And I want to say the detectives on this case, expert. One of them was 30 years doing homicide. He knew what to look for. 
So the first obvious thing with these cases, it was the first obvious thing that sticks out. Boyfriends. No, one victim, Jaina, was mutilated. I mean, we I said that yeah. quote earlier. It didn't even seem human. That was what the the detectives described it. It didn't even seem human. Brittany had a lot of cuts and lacerations, but ultimately she's fine. Mm. So where what are the detectives thinking? One employee was brutally destroyed. The other one was not. Okay. Why would you break in somewhere and not kill them both? Because they had a relationship with one of them. Okay. So you're going down the right path. So that's the way the 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 detectives went at first. They, they started looking in. The one who was brutally killed was the one that they had a relationship with. There was maybe an ex-boyfriend or, well, or so maybe who was the angry. one that they were killed. They did not have a relationship with and they left the one that they knew to live maybe because she was All right, like. So, so here's what they thought. And the detective has been doing this forever. And it's a great read because you'll learn a lot about how detectives think. Anyway, he says, all right, let's look into Brittany because you have this one girl completely mutilated and this other girl, all she has is lacerations. And I mean, some of them are bad, but she's ultimately alive. Kind mm-hmm. of like a Jennifer Pan, like she was yeah, the exactly. one that lived. So maybe, maybe let's look into it. If Brittany may have staged this, if she knew the killers. Mm, got it. Because if someone breaks in and just kills the one and then leaves Brittany completely untouched. It's like obvious, but we, you got to cut her up a little before, bit. Exactly. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where the detectives went. And like I said, the detective, extremely smart dude, been doing this for 30 years. So that's where they went. And this is Jaina's car. It's a little Pontiac here. Mm-hmm. They don't even make Pontiacs anymore. Mm-mm. This is where her car was found. Three blocks away. You see that red? Yeah. So... Obviously, they moved the car because if you're going to come back to the store to get a wallet and a computer, you're not going to park three blocks away. This is at 10 p.m. You don't think parking spaces are open? There's no one there. I mean, besides a few pedestrians, but the parking spots are open. If you're just coming to get something, you're parking right up to the store. Right. Right. I mean, you're not parking three blocks away. Right. And walking all the way back. So her car was found there, meaning the killers moved the car? Okay. There you go. So let's start on that. Uh, Bethesda officer Justin Tierney, a, a cop, a street cop, spots that car around 10 p.m. that night, three blocks away. Now, he says someone is sitting behind the wheel. He goes back at 1230 a.m., spotted again. Someone is also sitting behind the wheel. Now This he, is Jaina's car. Yeah, with someone behind the wheel. Now, he thought, I mean, because it's hindsight, you know, you can't be like, oh, why don't you go see who it was or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like right. hindsight. It's like probably just. What do you mean? Someone's sitting behind, like someone's in their car. Okay. Yeah. And they were talking about in the book, like people sit out there to smoke and just kind of like, you know, whatever. Yeah. People nap in their car. Yeah. Break. Yeah. So he couldn't make out anything else, but he did see that. And he goes up and tells the uh, detectives the next day. So they think Brittany knows the killers. So let's go into Brittany's background. 
But it was Jaina's car that someone was in. Exactly. Which was Kinda moved. weird. Now, keep in mind, this is Bethesda Avenue. There are people walking around. So it is very bold and brazen for anyone to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's go into Brittany's background a little bit more. And this is a better picture of what the two victims look like. You see Brittany. Obviously, that is a police mugshot. mugshot. She had some trouble in the past. So that's her mugshot there. Even at the age of six, people, family, friends, neighbors, they all notice one thing wrong with Brittany. Even at the young age of six, the families that she would babysit as she got older, friends, family members, her own sisters, everyone notices one thing is that when Brittany's around, something or something, even small things money, change, whatever, jewelry would always come up missing. She's a... uh, Klepto. Kleptomaniac. Mm. That's what they call him. Kleptomaniac. Mm -hmm. Teachers, friends, and families, they all notice the same thing. They would notice money like small items, perfume, bottles, something like that missing. Even stuff like costume jewelry that was sentimentally valuable but not valuable anywhere else. Like stuff like that. Her circle of friends would say after this happened... They would all say the same thing. It was really fun hanging out with her. She was really energetic, lively, but you you wouldn't want to keep any large bills in your pocket and you wouldn't want to keep ex- like anything around that you don't want to see there because she will steal it and then she'll lie to your face about it. Okay. Yeah, that's a clip though. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then they started looking into her ex-boyfriends. All right, so Brittany actually has some active restraints against her boyfriend. So those Secret Service agents, the dentists, stuff like that, there's restraining orders. All right. There's actually active bench warrants against her, including... Wait, are the sh- restraining orders against her, her, or she has them against no, the men? No, they're against her. Ooh. So what do you think now? Did tell me what I just told you, and I'll go into some more. What do you think about she, the case now? All right, her, she, her klepto has escalated. She definitely had something to do with this, and maybe tipped off the robbers about the information about things where they were in the store and what types of safes they had. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> I think she was working with them completely. Mm-hmm. She actually had active bench warrants. Some up to $20,000. From the judge? Yeah, from like a, you know, a bench warrant that the cops put out. Like if you, like one college, she owed like a couple thousand. I think even like, there's like 19,000 or something like that. Holy shit. She owed apartment complexes that she would ditch rent on. She had all these active bench warrants, but they they don't really serve bench, because cops don't have time to go serve bench warrants usually. They usually serve them if you get arrested, if you get pulled over Mm -hmm. and it's in the system type of thing. She even stole from her sisters. Like her family knew she was a kleptomaniac. And she was also a liar. Her resume for Lululemon included that she graduated from Stony Brook, which she was a soccer player for. She graduated with a 3.4. In fact, she never graduated there. She did go. She never graduated. And that 3.4 was actually more of my GPA, which was a 1.98. A big difference. Plus, she never graduated there. Hmm, it's starting difference. to sound like old uh, Jennifer Pan. Jennifer Pan. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. This wow. is Pan all over again. Google's like recommending the similar yeah, stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. She was working at the Georgetown store, but she was accused of stealing money from the employees' purses. 
They fired her, but then she complained because they thought she said that she just she didn't deserve to be fired. They were just, you know, racially profiling her. So they just moved her to the Bethesda store. They didn't actually fire wow. her because she was getting a lawyer and all kinds of stuff. So now what do you think? Well, it don't look good for Brittany here. No. Debt collectors hounded Brittany. So did her bank about an overdrawn account. And she faced an outstanding judgment of $19,953 in unpaid student loans from the state of New York. The night of February 18th, 2011, Brittany re- reviewed a series of Craigslist posting offering quick money, including those from men holding themselves out as sugar daddies, a term often applied to men who have sex with women whom they gave money and gifts. Sugar daddy looking to help offered one man seeking a sweet sugar Well, let me baby. read them so it's all creepy. Oh, God. <laughs> sugar daddy looking for help. Oh, offered ew, one man. I'm getting the... Chills. This is so gross. Looking for my gin. Seeking, no. <laughs> seeking, no, I will not stoop so low <laughs> as no, I will not. Seeking a sweet sugar baby. Oh my God, stop. Stop. <laughs> Over the next few days she visited dozens of similar posts. Seeking a cute girl student. Friendship and financial help you need. Biz traveler in town next week. Need spending money? Rape fantasy? Are you a princess girl in distress in these tougher times? I am in distress in these tougher times, but I'm actually, I will not stoop so low. I'm actually going to go uh, reply to that one <laughs> for myself. <laughs> hey, you don't know what these people are into. I'm just saying. All right. So she's not looking so good, is she? No, no. All right. Let's talk about the night of this ha- that happened. So you think the whole cell phone thing was a ruse? Yep. I think, did, did I mean, maybe she took the girl's laptop out of her bag, so. I don't know, maybe. If you want to read this. It took Jaina less than three minutes to turn the corner across Arlington Road and descend 17 steps into a parking garage. By then, she had taken out her Blackberry and called Chioma. Jaina asked if, she told, if she'd sold Brittany anything that day. Nope, I sure didn't, her colleague said. I didn't think you did, Jana said, because when I bag-checked Brittany, I found a pair of crops in there that still had the tag on. Jana wrapped her call, saying she needed to get in touch with the store manager, Rachel. Seven seconds later, she did. Hmm. What are crops? Like crop pants. Like capris. Yeah. So, she actually got a text back from Rachel. The store manager said, She's going to fire Brittany the next day because everyone knows she's a thief. This same stuff has been happening. She's been stealing clothes, all this stuff. She's just a thief and a liar. Jaina actually confronts Brittany before they leave. Hey, did you pay for those? Yeah, I paid for them. You know, what do you want from me? I don't have a receipt. I threw it away. And then she goes and texts Rachel, the store manager, and learns the truth. Let's go. Let's wrap this story up. What do you think happened now? I mean, she was. I think she. She was, was mad. In she on was going to get fired. So she called two guys she knew. No, I think. I I feel like that part had to have been a, at least a little bit more pre-planned than just that. The security TV, security camera caught those two guys at eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. walking down the alley. Right. When did that cop see 
that person in Jaina's car. You remember? 10? 10.30. That timeline doesn't make sense either. Mm-mm. Wait, so are we saying it's... Brittany is one of the people? Jaina was beaten so bad she was unrecognizable. Jaina was raped because her pants were torn. Brittany said she was raped, but with now the, you don't believe with it. With a coat hanger. With a coat hanger, but now you don't believe that, right? Where did that blood well, on the coat hanger Well, there was blood. I mean, they could, have, they could have taken that blood from another laceration. Yeah, wound. I mean, but how can you believe anything she says now? And I want to say the detectives really, there's a certain line they have to skirt here because there's two things you do not want to do if you're a detective because they started getting wind that it may be her that was involved. One thing you don't want to do is blame a rape victim. Yes. And be like, well, why didn't they kill you too? Like, were you involved? You don't want to do that. And another thing is you don't want to, you know, with in today's world, blame uh, a minority African-American woman. Yep. And two white detectives. Can you imagine if they went and blamed this woman? You got to be sure. They got to be 110% sure. Because if they're not and they make a mistake, which has happened plenty of times, then that's the end of their careers. Yes. Their entire career. Yeah. Their 30 year down the tube. Exactly. Uh So you have to be more than sure. And how are you going to go to the media and say, oh, she's lying when this guy was raping her and calling her the N word and violating her with a coat hanger? She's lying. That is a very thin line to cross. You have got to have the evidence. But is there any evidence? Because what did we see in the store? Blood everywhere. A size 14 shoe. She wasn't wearing a size 14 shoe. Where did that come from? Did she have that in her purse? Did she plan this the whole time? Or just like, what what happened? Now, outside the, the door where the robbers went out... You remember the uh, the push bar? Mm-hmm. There's blood all over the push bar. Yeah. They went out that way. Mm-hmm. No blood in the alley from their feet. Staged. They were stepping in blood. You saw all the blood. There's blood all over their footprints all over the floor. But as soon as they go out, there's no blood in the alley. The killers didn't leave the store. They didn't, leave the they didn't store. take their shoes off. Uh, exactly. Or the killers took their shoes off or they didn't leave the store. Which who does that? Which is crazy. Okay. But anyway. there were two men. No. Were there? Or did the klepto liar say there were two men? Wait, wait, wait. But what about the two men on the video? That's what, what I said. Was the it a man or men, not? They, that was at 11 p.m. So were the two men walking by? This, just two they men were walking co- by? Complete coincidence. Hmm. This is where your detective skills got to. You got to you got to stay focused. And this this book talks a lot about I don't know. The, after two hundred and seventeen episodes. We're doing okay. Well, we're the, getting the, better. The we're getting better. Speak for yourself, Nikwiz. No, no. The detective. Uh, this case would not have been solved if it was not for a detective that was in there for thirty years. There's this thing called tunnel vision, and we see this a lot. Where mm-hmm. you, if you think someone may be guilty, you don't like focus all your energy on, but all your evidence kind of. It works around to them. And that is what they didn't want to happen. But with the crime scene and the blood spatter is important into this because you have all the footprints and stuff like that on the floor and and all the movement. 
once they map that out, they they realize, hey, these killers didn't even leave the store. So where did the size 14 shoe come from? I'll get that in a second. Now, also, as I said, Brittany said she was getting raped and being called the N-word. A a little side note here that was kind of interesting I read. One of the younger detectives brought up a really good point, and and the older detective didn't really agree, but I I thought I would say it anyway. No man in today's world in Washington, this is kind of what he says, especially Washington, is going to use that word like that, most likely if they're kind of a younger person. They would most likely say she's a, quote, fucking bitch, yeah. end quote, over and over. I would agree with that. I feel like that word is not generally Even, applied yeah. towards females. It's usually used toward a male. Interesting. Even I mean, if, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting, yeah. I mean, because if you're, if, you, even you if you're a monster you, and you're raping and killing it, it, you would say F and B or you see or because it's things a sexual like thing. It's not a racial thing, right? I think that I mean, like, I mean, they could use it, but I just feel like when you use Stop. that offen- that offensive term, it's usually not towards a woman. I usually, I feel like That's a very good point, especially like you know, you know, in hip hop, they a lot of mm-hmm. hip hop artists in their lyrics use that but i feel like it's still not used towards a woman like even there are female artists that use that in their songs but they don't refer to that person that like if that person they're referring to is is not typically a female it's usually a male that's very interesting yeah so also he didn't kill her because she was cuter than Jaina, and this is from her mouth she says quote this is what the robber saying. That's quite the conceited view. Okay. The, the robber saying, "Quote, you're lucky, like I don't know." And I'm this is an exact quote. "Quote, you're lucky, like I don't know, something like I'm more to fuck with, or you're lucky, you're cute, or you're more fun to fuck with." End quote. That's what she said. That's why she didn't die because that's the robber. What he was saying to her: "Oh, you're just cute. You're more fun to fuck with. That's why I'm not going to kill you." Now, interesting. Now, go, going back to the whole thing. The two men did not exist. Ah. Jaina was killed by Brittany. Ah. Wow. So, yeah, I threw you guys for a loop there, didn't I? Wow. <laughs> so, going back to all the stuff that we said, she was beaten so bad she was unrecognizable. Okay. I mean, think, all think these about different tools. It makes sense that she, but because she knew everything where this everything was in the store, yeah. exactly. Nothing like the came from the outside. The zip yeah. ties, the toolbox, which like no one's gonna look and be like, oh, hey, look, a toolbox. Let me just use a hammer from out of here. You know what I mean? Like you have to know where that stuff is. That's not just out in the open. That it makes sense. It makes sense. But the fact that she was toying, and, and then going back to the very first, uh, the very first quote that you guys read. From the Apple store. Remember what he said? He said, um, uh, the Apple store employee said what she heard. Quote, talk to me. Don't do this. Talk to me. What's going on? That's what Jaina was saying. Don't do this. Mm. Talk to me. Who's going to tell Robert that's she killing, knew, knew killing the, and raping person, you? No, talk yeah. to me. Just talk to me. Yeah. Don't do Like, talk to me. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. But also, like, oh. like they never, because you never mentioned anything about, like, seminal fluid or anything with the girls being raped. Or yeah, exactly. They like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, Dad. I mean, so she was raped with a coat hanger. And honestly, this is another thing, man. She, th- I'm trying to tell you, this girl, Brittany Norway, Norwood, is a complete sociopath. Okay, you guys know that from the theft, but she cut the hole in... 
uh, Jaina's pants to simulate that she's been raped. Like, who the fuck does that? And her own. And her own. And she used, she said, oh, he was calling me the N-word while he was raping. Like, just the audacity that someone would say that. She used the rope around her neck before she was dead. And then she said these words that the robber was saying, you're lucky. Like, I don't know, you're cute. You're more fun to fuck with. You're more cute. Like, she's comparing her personal appearance to a dead woman that she is bludgeoned to death. This face was unrecognizable. Whoa. It said it wasn't even human. That's what that she did. Awful. Anyway. Damn. But what about the footprints? Shoes the, from the sales floor. Well, who the fuck wears a 14-foot shoe? Not her. She probably had them on her feet just to walk around in. So she brought them from home? No, they came from the sales floor, from the Lululemon sales floor. Did they sell shoes? Who the hell's going to wear a 14-foot? No, <laughs> were they like the mannequin? Were yeah. they no, the mannequin? No, the, the mannequins don't wear shoes and the they don't sell shoes. They don't actually sell shoes oh, at Lululemon. I thought they did. No, they don't sell shoes. So were they like her dad's or her boyfriend or something? Yoga pants that need alterations... If you need to alterate yoga pants, if you're spending 130 bucks on yoga pants and you need them up, you're also an inch, tailoring them. I yeah, guess. and you're tailoring them. You need to wear big shoes. Oh man, that's what it is to have money to buy hundred dollar <laughs> fucking sweatpants and then to have them tailored to you. So she was. So Taylor, I'd probably have to be sewn we, into mine if I we, bought them from Lululemon. We've, we've got a ways God. to go, guys. We've got a ways to go before we made it big. Okay, so let me let me skip back a little bit. Y'all y'all look at like this picture right here with the, all the blood everywhere. Uh-huh. Okay, let's play what really happens. There was no two men. This was Brittany. She slips in there after, and she knew she was going to. She probably didn't know this before, but she just built up this rage because you know she knew that she got caught stealing. She's lucky. She was about to get fired. That there was no cameras in that store, which she, I still can't well, believe. She, there she is must have known. That's what I'm saying. There is blood everywhere in the store. She goes in there. She starts beating Jana to death with everything she can find. She's screaming, "Don't do this. Talk to me." Now she God. falls. She falls in this spot right here where she's being raped and all this stuff. Okay, that is the only place there's blood in this spot, but there's blood all over the store. So she was she goes back to the room, the dressing room. She pulls out those 14 size 14, which people use to do alterations. She puts them on. She get but all right, you put them on, you walk around stores. No, it's not going to do blood plants. She has to go and jump in the puddles of blood from jana's dead corpse jumping around like oh, i gotta get all these bloody and then go walk around the store and make footprints she has to do that multiple times so she can make bloody footprints how fucked up is that see this is why and then and well hold on and then not only that you remember how her car was moved yeah who was behind that wheel her her she Fucking moves crazy. her car and she's got blood caked on her face. Well, mm-hmm. she probably doesn't at the time. She probably does that after she moves the car and comes back in. But she's out there contemplating what to do. And like the blood that was caked on her face was proven not to, it was proven to put by her because, and I didn't think about this either, but the blood drips 
going down your face, straight down right there. Mm-hmm. But if she's getting raped and sliced up, then that blood's going to go this way, sideways, horizontal on your face, because you're laying on the ground. It's not going to go straight down towards your mouth. So the blood was all straight down. She was standing up, looking over Jaina's dead, dying body. Mm. It was, And she did it. She like, and I could tell she, just because she's a sociopath, she enjoyed it. I can just, I know it. See, this is why you guys are pretty, you know, can be pretty confident and safe to know that I will never commit a murder is because I'm just too lazy to do all that shit. <laughs> like that, it just takes so that much to a, try to come. That that's, is a lot that's of a effort. lot. You know, I'm not, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm serious. Like, why would you go through so much to For try what? to, yeah, exactly. It's For not worth what? it. It is For not stealing, worth it. For uh, stealing $80. She, yeah, because she stole a pair of wonder unders. If you don't read this, this is about the shoes from the detective. Hey, Brittany, can I ask you something real quick? Reuven asked. Okay, Brittany said, walking over to him. Do you guys sell shoes? Reuven asked. No, Brittany said. Were there any shoes in the store? Yeah, there were two pairs, men's and women's. The men's are really big, and we use them for alterations. She did have cuts all over her body. But uh, here's another thing. The detective, the 30-year detective, was like, okay. And he didn't say this at the time, but the cuts are going straight up and down. If you're stabbing and and you the body's mo- the victim's moving and you're like uh, uh, stay still so I can uh, uh, those cuts are going to be straight up and down. <laughs> that is her taking the knife and just like going across her back, and and they weren't very deadly cuts. They were, no. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't deep. deep. There was a deep cut in her forehead, which you can see in her uh, pr- mugshot photos, and the, the detectives think that's because she, when she was hitting. Jaina in the head with the hammer, the claw hammer, it came back and snabbed her. Mm. And also, interesting. The only defensive wound she had was a cut to her palm, which the uh, detective was saying he sees a lot. If if a someone that is doing the stabbing and holding the knife and all the commotion going on and it's just so chaotic, sometimes the knife will slip down and they'll grab the whole knife, the actual uh, blade. And it would cut their hand in that that line, and she had that exactly. Wow. So all of her wounds were imposed on herself, and she beat this woman to where they didn't even think it was human. That's terrible. And then she lied about it, and the only way she got caught, and this is crazy, because the detectives were like, okay. You got to be sure. Yeah, you got to be sure, but the car was moved. Okay, but... They found a hat in the car, a black hat, and it had Brittany Norwood's blood in the rim. She put on the hat after hitting herself with a hammer, moved the car, and and she left that hat in there. So she calls the detective and says, hey, you know, actually her brother calls and says, my sister, she just remembers something after this traumatic event that she actually moved a car. Because the whole car moving thing doesn't doesn't really add up with the story. She knows she's in a bind with this car thing. Because how did your hat get in the car? Right. How did your fucking hat with the blood on the rim get in the car? That doesn't make any sense. You need no. to explain that. So she calls the detective and says, all right. She comes in and says, listen, here's what really happened. I... You know, I was so confused. I got hit in the head so many times. I blacked out this whole memory. But after I was raped and after Jaina was murdered, the robber said, hey, I need you to move her car. But you better come back because if you don't come back, I'm going to kill you. 
So she now this is downtown Bethesda Avenue, where there's people walking. She goes out of the store all bloody. She just saw her friend getting bludgeoned to death from what she says and raped. And she's been raped with a coat hanger. She goes outside, gets in the car because the robbers are going to kill her. If she doesn't bring it, if she doesn't come back, she drives the car three blocks, sits in the car. A cop passes her twice. And then she gets out of the car, walks back three blocks, because if she didn't, the, the robbers would kill her. OK, at what point do you just be like, hey, cop, I need help or you're out of the store. There's people walking, just scream or run. You're not going to be like, okay, I'll come back. I promise. Please don't kill me. Guess what? You're out of danger. Why come back? What the fuck? That doesn't make, that makes absolutely no fucking sense. You're going to walk three blocks back through Bethesda Avenue where there's people walking. You're soaked in blood and people aren't going to be like, well, why are you all in blood? And you're going to just be like, oh, I got to go. These robbers are going to kill me if I don't come back. However, you were in safety because you were three blocks away and you a cop passed you twice. <laughs> what the fuck? You didn't think so about they, that one. So they figured it out. They figured it out. But it, like I said, it's a tight rope because you got to be sure. Actually, the brother, they were in the the interrogation room and the brother was all like he's like criminal justice major. He's like, oh, they. Even if they do have recorders and cameras in here, they can't use them, which they can. It's a fucking detective interrogation room. What the fuck? All the videos you see on YouTube are hidden cameras. But anyway, he's like, no, they can't do it. So you just need to tell me if you did it or not. And she's, you know, confessed to the brother. So <laughs> that she so did the brother it. <laughs> gave her really bad advice. Yeah, the brother gave her really bad advice because she could have gotten the away. The brother with is it. not her attorney. No, the brother. That well, the brother <laughs> fucked her over, but she so, could have got away with. Well, he it. didn't know that. Number it one for the meddling kids. Number one, she could. She should have moved away from the area. Most people that move away from something that happens that are guilty that puts guilt on them right it's kind of suspicious but however if you're a rape victim who was also terrorized does it not make sense you want to get the fuck away from that area yeah so she should have moved away a couple of towns over she didn't she didn't she stayed okay but if she would have moved but i'm saying if she would have moved she possibly would have got away with it it depends because they don't have evidence her blood's on the scene Jaina's blood's on the scene, but what evidence do they have besides her testimony? There's nothing. There's nothing well, the besides sh- the, the blood. The shoes, but the shoes were from the store. But that doesn't matter. They could have done that. Yeah, the robbers could have done that. Yeah. There's no physical evidence besides the hat that was in the car. But she could say. So they got her just because of the brother. Basically, they did a, the interrogation thing where they were like, you need to just come clean, do this. But she's a sociopath. Even now, she's asking for a retrial and stuff like that. She's in prison at life without parole. Good. Good. But she ain't getting out. But, Good. I mean, she she almost got away with it because there's really no, no, Physical there's evidence. nothing they could really tie to her because she's also fucking cut. She's also a victim. She's also got raped. Like, are they really going to put her in the media if they don't have the evidence? It's a very 
Walking a fine line. Case and with no evidence because they don't have any evidence. What evidence do they got? Right. You know they got her. They got her fingerprints on the hammer. Like everyone's fingerprints is on that fucking hammer. But the fact that she fucking did that herself is the because the detectives themselves said this is the most evil people I have ever seen. They pushed her. Well, she says they pushed her body onto Jana's. They pushed it like her body onto. Like her dead body, and then Jane, and then Brittany was jumping around in the pool of blood to make tracks. Like what the fuck? I don't know what you think. That's a fucking sociopath, there, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> that is wild. I had you guys thinking the whole time. It was like two men. Yeah, I mean, you you I let us it, there, yeah. and we followed. Yeah. So. I kind of set it up that way to go what the detectives were doing, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, because they were, but then they started looking at the footprints and all this other stuff. And it just like doesn't add up, you know. But then they have some wrenches thrown in there, like the homeless guy that said he saw the two guys do it. But he's just a homeless drug addict. Like he just saying that to get, I don't know, whatever, whatever he's saying that. A burger. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, probably, because he was in the police station for a whole day. Wow. I mean, I don't know. That is a fucking sociopath right there, man. That is... <laughs> oh, shit. That is a crazy story. There is no and sympathy for this lady killer. every fucking tool in the box to That's... kill her with. So, because you can easily kill someone. A hammer just over and over until she stops bleeding, choke her. But no, she pulled out screwdrivers, fucking box cutters, every fucking thing. A little Allen wrench was even She had fucking fun doing mm. what she did. Mm-mm. That is a that is an evil fucking person. Mm-hmm. And even at her trial, she never admitted to doing it, but she the only thing she would say is my life is over, you know, my life my 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 my. You did it she, yourself. Dude, what the fuck? She no sympathy. She is a fucking that's a bad. That's a Bundy with long hair, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Anyway, that's a Lulu Lemon Murders. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, uh, very tragic case. Go talk more.com. See that. Also, be sure to subscribe to Among the Dirt and Trees podcast. Great podcast. Brianne's doing. She a Colorado girl. She's, uh, we're doing a big promotion for that. So be sure to subscribe. And also Nicole's podcast. But that is that is the story. So, so we're gonna go drink some more. But um, anyway, my name's John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.